This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Brought to you by Acquia, the open digital experience platform that enables organizations to build, host, analyze, and communicate at scale through websites and digital applications. As the trusted open source leader, Acquia uses adaptive intelligence to produce better business outcomes for CX leaders. Learn more at acquia.com, A-C-Q-U-I-A.com. How to approach your IPO stock. A framework for thinking objectively about post-IPO or concentrated stock holdings. By Peyton Carr. Companies like Uber, Lyft, Beyond Meat, Peloton, Slack, Zoom, and Pinterest all made public market debuts in 2019, creating wealth and liquidity for many of the 2019 IPO class of founders. This year, stockholders have seen anxiety-inducing volatility in their holdings, leading many to realize that they need to rethink their approach to their concentrated post-IPO stock position. In this guide, I'll walk through a framework of how to think about post-IPO or concentrated stock holdings objectively. While this is written specific to public company stock, many of the same fundamental concepts apply to private stock and the decision whether or not to sell. Some risks should be understood if you're relying on one stock to achieve all of your financial goals, since that subjects you to having too many eggs in one basket. Many shareholders in the 2019 IPO class have experienced this risk over the last few months and are reevaluating their situations. Nevertheless, following my advice may be challenging, since we've all heard of someone who made it big by swinging for the fences. The key is understanding the true success rate and risks involved with this approach. It's all too common to hear others share their standout victories, while more common failures are rarely mentioned. What do I do now? Usually, I advocate for reducing concentrated positions in IPO stock upon lockup expiration or via scheduled selling for more significant positions. However, for those that have not sold, it's clear that the unexpected macroeconomic downturn has materially increased the volatility of some high-valuation company share prices. If you find yourself in this position, here are a few items to consider. 1. What's your time horizon? Are your investments intended for the long term or for the short term? 2. What are your liquidity needs? Do you need to raise cash to pay for taxes or upcoming expenses? Do you need cash in the upcoming one to two years? Three, what other assets do you have? And four, how does this impact your financial plan? Can you tolerate possible further declines? It's not comfortable to be in this position, and decisions at this juncture can be critical in achieving long-term goals. I suggest you find an advisor to talk to if you're unsure what the best choice is. Coming up, we review some considerations that can help build more confidence in your decision. 
What's the plan? The decision of what to do with your stock should start at a higher level. Where does this stock fit into your investment strategy, and where does your investment strategy fit into achieving your long-term goals? Your goals should drive your investment strategy, and your investment strategy should drive the decisions regarding your stock, not the other way around. With the proper goals set, you can use the investment portfolio and the company stocks within it as tools to achieve your goals. For example, a goal could be to work 10 more years, then partially retire and do some consulting. Defining goals helps you make objective decisions on how to best manage concentrated stock positions. There's a trade-off between maximizing the potential return in your investment portfolio by maximizing risk with concentrated portfolios and minimizing the risk of a catastrophic loss by having a well-diversified portfolio. This decision is unique to each individual. The best way to maximize the odds of achieving your goals is different from the best route to maximizing your portfolio's return possibilities. FOMO in these discussions, there's always an immense fear of missing out. What if this stock becomes a multi-bagger over time? It's easy to look at the Zuckerbergs and Bezoses of the world who have amassed great wealth through holding concentrated stock and think that holding a concentrated stock for the long term is the way to go. There's also no doubt some public stocks have been runaway financial home runs, like investing in Apple or Amazon. If you'd invested in those stocks since the beginning, you could have earned a 40,000% or 100,000% return. However, a rational evidence-based decision process presents a very different picture. A statistical analysis on how IPOs and concentrated portfolios have fared in the past is covered in Part 2 of this three-part series. Concentration involves risks you may not have considered. In Part 2, I'll walk you through critical considerations when maintaining a high concentration of company stock and things to consider from a big-picture perspective. I also dive into the benefits of diversification, taking it beyond the basics to show you the advantages of having a more balanced portfolio. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.